Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. All right, good evening, everyone. All right. It's always good to have a midweek get-together. They call it hump day for a reason, because <laughs> it feels like you're going up a, a mountain and you're trying to get over it to the other side. I feel like Thursdays are my favorite day of the week, maybe because Wednesdays is over. <laughs> so I just want to pray tonight. Uh, we're going to spend some time in worship, and I've got a, just a teaching that I want to just begin to maybe take the next couple weeks to go through. Uh, it's just about faith, it's just to build our faith. It's very fundamental, it's very, uh, it's the basics of faith, really. But I think it's important for us, because we're believing for big things. We're believing for big things as a church and in our families. And if we're believing for big things, then we need to stand on that faith. Because it says we receive by faith the things that we're believing for. So we want to talk about faith tonight. Uh, But before we do, a scripture keeps coming to my mind here before we start. And it's in Mark 16. I read this a couple Sundays ago. It says, And these, these signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. What a great promise that we have. As the believers, we have this authority that God has placed to be able to be used through us, to lay hands on the sick, to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. So let's just open up in prayer tonight. Father, we just thank you for that precious name that you've given us. The name that is above every other name. There is power in that name. Father, we thank you for your Son. We thank you for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. So, Father, we ask tonight that your Holy Spirit will be present with us, that lives will be changed, we will see prayers answered. Father, I even believe that even before we get home tonight, We'll begin to see the effects of the prayers. We'll get a text by the morning or even sometime tomorrow saying, things have changed. Lord, because you have told us over and over and over again that you are working. So Father, we thank you that you are working. You're working tonight in this service. You're working in each of our lives. You're working in our families. You're working in our church. You're working in this area, in these neighborhoods, in these schools that are across the street from us. Lord, we thank you that there are schools within shouting distance of this church. (laughs) And we thank you, Father, that the prayers that we send up, you hear them, you answer them. 
because you are faithful and you are good. So we worship you tonight. We come before you and worship you tonight, glorifying your name, your power, your majesty. Father, your word says to enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. So we do that tonight in your precious name. Amen. Stand with me and let's worship. Lord, great are you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you are so great. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Our focus is on you. (laughs) Off of us. It's on you. Your word says, more of you, less of us. Our hearts cry tonight is more of you and less of us. More of you and less of us. Come on, church. More of you and less of us. Mm, More. Mm. Thank you, Lord. More of you, more of you, more of you. More of you, more of you. More of you. More of you. Those who have been operating too much up here. (laughs) Too much thinking up here. If that's you tonight, just slip your hand up. Come on. Too much up here tonight. Too much thinking. Just raise your hand. Say, more of you, less of me. More of you, Lord, less of me tonight. More of you, Lord, less of me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are our all in all. You are our all in all. Receiving from you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, tonight we take captive of every thought and we make it obedient to Jesus Christ. Taking captive of every thought. Every imagination, everything that is not of you, we take captive of it now and we say in the name of Jesus, it must go. It has to flee from our minds. Those things that are not of you that seem so true in our life, but they are not of you, so they have to go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that you've given us a sound mind. A sound mind. Mm. Father, you did not give us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Love and of power and of a sound mind. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. I love the progression there. The Lord's just speaking to me tonight. The progression is love and then power and then a sound mind. Jesus' love and what he did on the cross released the power that is now available to us to walk with a sound mind day in and day out because of the redemption on the cross, because of what he has done. So, Father, we thank you for that love. And we thank you for that power.
that allows us to walk with a sound mind. And Father, I just pray now for complete soundness of mind. Those who are beginning to forget things, we say no more in Jesus' name. Perfect recall. Perfect recall of names, of dates, of numbers, of addresses, of things that need to be done. In the name of Jesus, we call perfect, perfect recall into our minds tonight. Mm, Transforming our minds. Father, you touch every part of our body. Every, every, every part of our body. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anyone here tonight has a physical ailment in their body? Just slip your hand up. Physical ailment in any kind? Pain somewhere, anywhere? We've got one up here. One up here. Can we just surround them to have their hands up? And just lay hands on them and begin to pray tonight. Tonight, the prayer of agreement. When two or more are gathered together and pray, he hears our prayers. He answers our prayers. So we are praying in agreement tonight for healing. The healing touch of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. To penetrate these bodies. Jesus, you are the healer. Jesus, you are the healer. You are the healer. You are the healer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. You are touching Dave's body now in Jesus' name. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, he is filled with the power of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, now. The soundness of mind is happening now in the name of Jesus. Healing on this entire body. Healing over this entire body in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit flowing through him now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More of you, less of him. More of you, less of him. Fill him up, Lord. Fill him up. Fill him up, Lord. Fill him up. Fill him up, Lord. Fill him up. Fill him up, Lord. More of you, less of him. Come on. More of you, less of him. More of you, less of him. Love, power, and a sound mind. Love, power, and a sound mind. Fill him with your love. Fill him with your power. Fill him with a sound mind tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you that he is recognizing every thought that is not from you and taking captive of it in the name of Jesus. And he is speaking to those thoughts and saying, no more, no more, no more, no more. Those are lies. Those are not true. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we accept this healing, perfect wholeness to his mind and to his body tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your healing touch. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the work you're doing tonight, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. 
Thank you, Lord. Healing touch. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cast out all fear. Father, in the name of Jesus, we will not look at the fear that is being placed all around us with this coronavirus. We will not look at it. We will look at Jesus face to face. We will look him in the eye. We will not fear. We will look to you for your saving grace, for your protection. We will live and abide under the shadow of Almighty God, and there we will be protected. We are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It will not come near our dwelling place. It will not come into our homes. It will not come into our minds. We will cast it out in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every name. And every name will bow at the name of Jesus. I don't know why they named it coronavirus. Because it is not a crown. Because there is one crown. And that is the crown that rests on the King of Kings. The Lord of Lord. The God of glory. The Lion of the tribe of Judah walks across this land. And no virus from hell will prevail over God's people. We will look to you. We will look to you, Lord, because you have every answer. Jesus, you are enough. You are more, more than enough. Yesterday in prayer, the word was magnanimous. Not a word I would ever use, but that's how I knew it was from God. But it was magnanimous. We need the magnanimous faith of God to walk through these perilous times that we're walking through. They are dark, but we are the light. We walk in the light. We produce light wherever we go. It just bounces off of us. And we reflect the light of Jesus that is within us. And there shall be nothing that will harm us. We will not fear. We cast out all fear because of the perfect love of the Lord that dwells within us. Love, power, sound mind. We have been given the resurrection power by the Holy Spirit that lives within us. We use our words. 2020, good vision. 5780 is the year of declarations. You declare over your house and your household, your property, and everybody that was in within your sphere of influence. Nothing, nothing shall by any means harm us. We will not fear, but we will trust in our Lord God who redeems us and restores us and keeps us in his protection by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. <clears throat> Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You got something? All right. We got a testimony here. Keep this one on for us. Monday, 
one of my customers I called, and he said, hey, can you pray for me? I just had a granddaughter, and they rushed her to Pittsburgh Hospital, and uh, something with the... uh, the uh, the uh, anus not lining up, mm. and the baby couldn't go. And I knew that he was a Christian, but I felt God reach out to me mm. at that moment. And I asked him, I said, did we already pray for the baby? And he said, yes. And I said, well, let's agree, mm. and let's pray. Mm. And in the prayer, we took authority, and we okay. spoke mm. this situation. And yesterday... He calls me and he says, my son called and said that the doctors missed it, but something happened and the baby passed something and it landed on the floor and they didn't even see it, but we saw it. <laughs> and and the, you know, he, he asked his son, he said, what hour did it, when did that happen? And I knew that he was referencing the time that we had prayed together. And it was like, I was just so thankful that God would let me be part of this. And it was small. I didn't have to work very hard at it. I just had to care. And uh, it was like, to me, that's an awesome testimony. Thank you, God. Praise God. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, one more testimony. Let's do it. Okay, one of the things when I was praying is... As Chris was sharing, uh, you know, Jesus died. He's the blood of the Lamb. And his blood is covered for each and every one of us. He said we have the power and authority to call those things that are not as though they are. And and just like in Passover, right, Mm -hmm. it passed over them. And it passes over our houses, our lands. I know Christian people who were tornadoes went to hit their house and it jumped. And it went over them because they are God's kids. And we are God's kids. And fear does not reign us doesn't control us. But I want to talk about my friend in Akron that I got a text message from. And and I want to thank the prayer warriors who pray because I sent out a prayer request. And, you know, those prayers are still working. He said, I've talked to my wife. We have agreed. We are going back to church. We are attending. Because Eric and I have purpose. We said, if they don't go, we're going to drag them. We will go there, (laughs) take them by their ear, twist their ear, and take them. Because... Their life and their salvation is more important than anything. And we know that the demonic attacks are real, but God's love is more real, more powerful. And the lie, Mm. it's a lie, everybody, just a lie, is already defeated. That's right. And he's getting hold of that. And he sent me a message about how he has seen, through revelation knowledge, how the enemy has prevailed and kept him from achieving what God wants him to achieve. Amen. And I am like so excited because I know God's going to use his testimony in a big way. Amen, amen, amen. I know. Glory to God. Sign and wonders, baby. Glory to God. Praise God. The visions and the dreams that people are having now. Amen. That's right. The prayers of the saints right. that are going forward. And we, we get to be a part of this. Amen. We get to be a amen, part of this. Amen, amen. We choose to say, yes, Jesus, Hallelujah. have your way in this temple. Hallelujah. Have your way. Not my way, your way. Yahweh. All right, Yahweh. That's right, Yahweh's way. Amen. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together, Lord. We just thank you what you're doing. We thank you for testimonies. Father, we just thank you that you are working, you are moving. Father, thank you for signs and wonders. Thank you, Father, for demons fleeing. Thank you, Father, for bodies being healed. Thank you, Father, for the lost being saved. 
Father, we just thank you, Lord, for those being filled with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, I just thank you that you are working and you are good. And we celebrate you tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, say hello to somebody. Turn around and say hello. All right, guys. We ready? Whew. It's a good time of fellowship. Good time of fellowship. Okay, I've got a few things I want to talk about tonight just for a little bit. We'll probably, uh, we're going to do some time of prayer here at the end as well. Uh, I want to pray for a couple specific things. Uh, there's somebody uh, just in our congregation, they want to be uh, anonymous or confidential. So we're just going to pray for a special healing for that person. I want to pray for Nashville, Tennessee area um, in general. And then I want you guys to pray, uh, really you guys could pray for me. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's me or Pastor Jim or one of us is going to go uh, to a house tomorrow night. Uh, I guess there's another local church, actually Grace Church on Grub Road. Uh, they call, one of their pastors called me today because he and I have been meeting and he's been interested in learning more about the gifts of the Spirit. And so I've been talking to him about baptism in the Holy Spirit and all these different things. I've just been talking to him about it. Uh, and he's one of their campus pastors. And he called me. He never calls me. We normally text and we meet at the Brick House on Tuesday mornings at 9 o'clock. So he calls me. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. I'm going to get this. So I get this. He's just like, hey, Jason. I'm like, yeah, what's up? What's the matter? He's like, we've got a situation. I'm like, what kind of situation? So there's a person, a family that attends our church that their family started seeing demons in their house. Like actually like his, the daughter, the six-year-old daughter and the mom physically have seen a demon in their house. And we're not totally sure what to do exactly about this. And so we're calling you. And I was just like, hey. I was like, okay. Well, I appreciate the, you know, the vote of confidence that I know what to do <laughs> with the demon that's in the house. Uh, and hold on, Craig. And uh, so I, I talked to him a little bit. I got a little bit of the story. And so a couple of their pastors are fasting tomorrow. And they're headed down to this house. They live in a place in Edinburgh, a house in Edinburgh. And either myself or Pastor Jim are most likely going to go with them, or both of us, uh, because Pastor Jim's in town. He came back from Maine, I think, this afternoon. Uh, so we're going to go down. But I was honored that they know who to call when it's time to take care of some demons. Ghostbusters. And, yeah, Ghostbusters. And I think just really, I think the interesting thing is what we've been teaching on here is the authority of the believer. You know, and when I told him, I was like, look, you know, before we go in here, hold on a second, we're not going to be praying and begging and pleading and hoping and asking if it's God's will for this demon to flee. We're going to walk in there in agreement, first of all, and if you're not in this agreement, then I'm asking that nobody else comes in with us. We're going to walk in there in agreement that in the name of Jesus, this demon has to go. And it's pretty much as simple as that, to be honest. So we're not going to take a long time. We're not going to make this big thing, we're going to go in, and we're going to cast this demon out, and then we're going to close and shut the door, whatever, why ever that demon got in there, however it happened, I don't know how long they lived there, I don't know, you know, if one of the kids was doing something, maybe they, something on the TV, I don't know what it was, but we're going to ask them a lot of questions, we're going to shut that door, we're going to cast that demon out, we're going to anoint those doors with oil, and then we're going to walk out of there and say, we're good. Okay, but I do want you guys to pray, <laughs> you know, pray for us uh, in that whole situation as well. Uh, 6 p.m. Uh, is the, the time tomorrow, okay? So we're going we're gonna to do that. Uh, so the other thing I feel like, you know, the Lord has just placed on my heart just out of nowhere. I've got, I want to teach on faith here for a little bit. But the names of God, 
And I just want to read them to you, just to encourage us, because we're going to be talking about faith tonight. Uh, Jehovah Nisi, God is my refuge. God is my refuge. Jehovah Jireh, God my provider. God is my provider. Jehovah Rapha, God who heals. So not only does he, uh, he's our refuge, he's our provider, he's our healer. Jehovah Shalom, God our peace. He is our peace. Jehovah Ra, he's our shepherd, he's our way. Uh, Jehovah Sekenu, which is God, our righteousness. And Jehovah Shama, which is God is there, he is ever present. And those are just some of the names that, that uh, God, we're talking about, uh, Yahweh. And there's so many, so many things on, on how we say God. And I always want to make sure that we understand we are praying to God the Father who is in heaven. Because there's a lot of little gods all over the place that people pray to. And you look at the Hindu religion, and they've got hundreds and thousands of gods. Uh, but we pray to the one God, the only God, the God the Father who is in heaven. And that is where he is. That's why we pray to him. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Uh, open your Bibles. Uh, we're going to jump around a little bit, so bear with me. We do have the scriptures up there as well tonight. Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. Isaiah 54, uh, verse 2 and 3. And I want to do a series over the next couple weeks uh, on faith. And actually, Liz was, her, her and I were talking about this and this coronavirus and all this stuff you see in the world and all this stuff that we're believing for as a church and what the Lord is doing in our lives and our families and the things we want to see happen in our families' lives and stuff like that. I believe we need to have faith for this vision that God has given us collectively and what he's given you personally, faith for, these, for this vision. And uh, I was doing some research on some studying, and I came across a very, very good study by a man named Kenneth Copeland. Anybody hear that? Man, he might know a few things about faith. So uh, I did, I, there's some of this stuff, I have to give him credit and his team credit. It might have been George Pearson's or maybe Gloria, I don't know who wrote this thing. It was called Uncommon Faith. You can find it on the internet uh, if you just search like Uncommon Uncommon faith, like the teaching on KCM, Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Uh, I'm not going to use all of it. I'm just going to take pieces of it. And then the Lord has shown me other things. So it's going to kind of be like a mixed teaching between some of his stuff, some of the things the Lord has shown me. Okay? Is that okay? Can we do that? All right. Uh, Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. Enlarge the place of your tent. (laughs) Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. And as I just was reading that, I keep thinking about our tent, not necessarily a physical space or a place, but the tent of every one of us as we are going out and as we are going out into the workplaces, into these neighborhoods and everywhere we go. And the Lord is just even speaking to me tonight that uh, we went to the at-home store. Everybody been at the at-home store right on, on Peach or up by the mall? Like, first of all, you walk in there, you're just like, woo, too many options. Okay, like first thought is too many options at the at-home store. And so Liz and I were walking around there actually this afternoon, and we went to the, uh, the umbrella section. And they have like a thousand different umbrellas. But what I was interested in when I'm thinking about this, enlarge the place of your tent. There was an 11-foot circumference tent, or, uh, umbrella. I didn't know they made them that big, that were like mobile. And I was like, man, what if we all walked around with our enlarged tent 
everywhere that we went with an 11-foot radius that surrounded us and that we impacted everybody that we came in contact with, everybody that came within our radius wherever we go. And I'm thinking if we've got people that live in Northeast, we've got people that live in Harbor Creek, we've got people that live in Girard, we've got people that live in McCain, we've got people from Titusville, we've got people from Union City. I mean, we've got people that come to this church from all over this area. And I'm just asking the Lord just to continue to enlarge the place of our tent. Enlarge the place of our tent. It says, and do not spare. Lengthen your cords and lengthen your stakes. I love this. So if you're going to enlarge the tent, you've got to enlarge the cords that are holding the tent. And you've got to enlarge the stakes which are holding the tent down. And I looked at at home store. You know how big they make for the 11-foot circumference? It's a four-pack. It's 130 pounds is the tent anchor that's needed for that umbrella to, to have on your back porch, 130 pounds. I was like, man, I want that one. I want that one in my life. I want to be so anchored down that no wind can come and tear my umbrella down. Because you know what I currently have right now? I got these cheap little umbrellas, and I got these goofy little stands that fall over every time, like, you know, I mean, Maggie could go outside and, like, blow them over. Honestly, it's like, was there even wind out there? Why are they all down, right? So I'm thinking, like, for us as a church, it is time to get the 130-pound umbrella stand and the 11-foot radius umbrella in our life that no wind is going to knock down. Amen? You shall expand to the right, to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Make the desolate cities inhabited. Next verse I want to go to uh, is Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1, verse 1. And I'm going to read it out of a couple different translations. And I'm just probably going to set the stage tonight uh, for this uncommon faith. Uh, And then we're going to go uh, a little bit deeper into uh, part of this teaching is there's different ways to build this faith up. What can we do to build our faith up to believe even more and more? For what God has for our lives. But Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Rich you were just saying that yeah. Things we are calling out things. That we currently do not see. As they need to be. In the name of Jesus. Faith is the substance. It is a substance. It is something that we can hold on to. Yes. It is a substance. When I think of substance. It means something I can grab. This is something, I can get a hold of this thing, get a hold of this thing, and it's the things that are hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Let me read some of the other translations. Now faith, and they're not going to be up there, so you just have to listen to me. Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see, convinced of it absolutely positively convinced that if it's in God's word, then it is a promise for us, then we are going to have it. totally convinced of it, not a shadow of doubt. And the word says that we receive when we believe in faith. And so as we build our faith, we're actually able to receive more of God's promises manifesting in our life. And you're like, well, why do I want to build faith? That's why. (laughs) This is why we want to build faith in our life. Listen to this. Faith is the title deed. Anybody work with a title deed? A deed of your home, a deed of, you know, the title of your car, the deed of your house. It is the title deed. It's actually, it's in your possession. When we build our faith, it's something that we actually have possession of. The title deed of things hoped for. The putting 
to the, the putting up, not pudding, like eating, okay? I know it's post-dinner. You're all thinking about your chocolate pudding. I'm saying putting, P-U-T-T-I-N-G, to the proof of things not seen. The proof of things not seen. Listen to this. Now, faith is the confident assurance. So it's, assur- it's the title deed. It's the assurance. It's the substance. I mean, how many different ways can we say it? As many ways as we need to be able to build this faith up. Of that which we hope for, a conviction of the reality of things we do not see. It's a conviction of the reality. And then the last one I read out of the Amplified here. Now faith is the assurance, which means the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, in the conviction of the reality, which is the faith perceiving as real fact, that uh, the, the perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Listen to that again. Faith is the perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. To the senses. That means we may not smell it, we may not see it, we may not hear it, we may not be able to put our hands on it, but by faith we are believing that it's going to happen. And by faith we're standing that it's going to happen. It says, now faith is, I love this, now faith is, present tense, not future tense. Faith, I mean, so I think sometimes, I mean, I'm included, sometimes I mix up faith and hope. And I begin to get mixed up between what's the difference between, no, faith is now. Faith is now. We are believing faith now. We are hoping for things in the future. We are hope, we're, we're, we're believing for God's you know, return, Jesus' return, the thousand-year reign on earth and all the great things that are in store for us, the promises that he has while on this earth that are in store for us. But faith is bringing those things, God's promises that we're hoping for in the future, and bringing them to the present. Now faith. Faith is bringing all of these things, all of these things that we read in here, that we're praying for, we're believing for. Faith is taking them from somewhere out here and bringing them to reality, into our life, in the present, in the now. It says, faith is substance of things hoped for. And again, I'm going to talk more about hope on Sunday morning, I believe, because I just, I think we all need to have hope. Amen. Amen. And I think when our lives get busy and things get, uh, a lot of things we get on, we start to like lose sight of hope for the future. And I know God wants us to focus on today and want to focus on not worrying about the future, but there's, it's okay to have hope for the future. It's okay to look forward and be believing for and excited about things that God has in store. So t- uh, stay right where you are. Go to Hebrews 11.3. Go to Hebrews 11.3. It says, by faith we understand. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. What he spoke. So we know that faith is going to be coming from something that is speaking. And we know that the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. Which means something is speaking. The word of God is speaking. Someone is preaching. We are building our faith by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. And so, so often you say, well, how do we build our faith? It's by hearing the word of God and by listening to the word of God and by listening to people preaching the word of God and by putting the word of God on in your car when you're driving. Do you know, I'm telling you what, you can have the word of God on while you're sleeping. Okay, it may bother you a little bit, but we'll turn it down a little bit. My kids go to bed now every night with the John Hagee healing scriptures. 
They had, they, they had a virus, you know, in January, and we started, it's on YouTube, it's like a 48-minute scripture reading of him just with his cool, you know, his accent, you know how he talks real low, and it sounds really cool, uh, anyway, I think it does, anyway, uh, and so he's, he's saying this for 48 minutes, I think sometimes there's one that has a loop on it too, but that word of God is going into my kids, and even when they're sleeping. And what's funny is, is now when it's playing, it's during the day, if someone's not feeling well, we put that word of God on because it's building our faith in what God says is for our healing. I got Ruby, my six-year-old, quoting word for word what John Hagee is saying, which is actually the word of God. All he's doing is quoting the word of God. I got Ruby going around talking about healing scriptures. She's following right along. I mean, she is saying all of it. Jairus is hearing it. Noel's hearing it. And so, God, there are so many ways we can get the word of God and build our faith up. Man, that girl's got faith. I mean, she's got so much faith of a child, nonetheless, and she's got the scriptures going on the inside of her. We understand that as God spoke these things, so that the things which, were, which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. What presently in your life do we, you want to see happen? Think about it right now. Just think of it, whatever it is. What is it? What presently is not currently being seen in your life that you want it to be seen? Having this uncommon faith helps us to begin to have it now. Having it now. I don't have these verses up here, but if there's something that's regard to money, I just encourage you to, to begin reading Philippians 4.19 over and over and over again. If it has to do with financial things, Philippians 4.19. College students, man, if you're believing for money to get those loans paid off or you need, you know, full-ride scholarships or whatever you need, Philippians 4.19 over and over and over. Or, you know, if you have eight kids and you're trying to provide, Philippians 4.19, baby, over and over and over. Healing, 1 Peter 2.24. You need healing in your life? 1 Peter 2.24. We need peace in our life, Philippians 4.7. Just verses you should be listening to over and over, putting them in your mirror. We've got scripture verses like at, um, not everyone, but a lot of the light switches in our house. So that every time you go to flip on that light switch, is like with, with God all things are possible. You know, you're just doing light switch, you're just walking around. I almost don't even see them anymore because I know that they're right there. And they're just part of who we are and part of our life and part of our house. Hope says, I may have it someday. Uncommon faith says... If God's word says it's so, then it's so. Amen. Listen to that. This is the Kenneth Copeland quote. I'm not taking credit for this one. Okay. Hope says, I might have it someday. Uncommon faith says, if God's word says it is so, then it is so. Uncommon faith says, I see it now. I take it now. I have it now. 1 John 5. Go with me to 1 John 5. I'm going to probably end here. 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5. I'll tell you what, something else too is my mistake was putting the healing scriptures on after they were sick. I mean, that's not a mistake, but you know, sort of. But guess what? None of them are sick, but the healing scriptures are still going. Because I am building their faith to resist the coronavirus or viruses at LCA or whatever might be going around. We say no in Jesus' name. And they're building their faith up. And these kids walk around. I mean, Noel's walking around. I'm healed. I'm healed of the Lord. I mean, they're, I mean they got some weird theology. Sometimes, I tell you, 
I, I should tell you some of Jairus's theology sometimes. He comes up with stuff that happened at Christmas. Like, it's unbelievable. What he says sometimes, like, Jairus, where did you hear that? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, let me help you and uh, fix some of that. <laughs> But he's got some crazy stuff. But what happens is, is but if we have this word of God on the inside and faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, when any kind of cough that they might have or something, they're already saying, no, 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 I'm healed. I don't accept it in the name of the, the scriptures say I don't even have to accept that sickness in Jesus name. And so I got four year olds walking around saying this stuff. And this is what we need to do in our lives and in our families. Yeah. OK. First John five, verse four and five. You guys have it up there? I think I have a different version here. Okay, so for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Born of God overcomes the world. Why? Because we are born again into the family, and when we are part of the family of God, we also can overcome the world. Why? Because Jesus overcame the world. He overcame every single part of the world. It says it clearly, John 16, 33. In this, in this world you may have trouble. Yeah? But take heart, have peace, be of good cheer, different versions say different things, for I have overcome the world. So for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is why, why we can say in the name of Jesus and take authority over things. Because he's already overcome the world, he's already given us that authority and we can use that. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What? Our faith. Our faith. Next verse. Verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So this very fundamental foundation of faith is believing that Jesus is the Son of God. You know, I've read a lot of Smith Wigglesworth books, and one of the ones I was reading is, if he thought that if, if somebody was, like, they were somehow possessed by the, a demon or a devil, or they thought so, he would walk up to them, and he would use this scripture verse and he would say, he would look right at the person, and he would, he would look in the eye and say, you need to answer me this question. Did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? And if they said yes, they were not possessed by a devil. If they said no, he said, no, it's time to cast this devil out. Because the Bible clearly says that the, the, the demons cannot say that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. And it's like this real easy thing to know, like, oh, this person, I don't, I don't think this person's, and they may be convinced that they are. You ask them the question, they answer it, and so you know exactly how to pray, exactly how to pray. This aggressive nature of faith, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith here in this instance means forward, directive, and aggressive. Church, if we have this, you got a big vision for this church, you got big visions for your lives, it's time to get aggressive about building our faith up. And I want to take the next couple weeks and really just begin to build upon what do we have to do as a people, as a person, as an individual to begin to build our faith up even stronger and stronger and stronger. And it comes down a lot to the word of God. It comes down to worship. It comes down to certain fundamental things that we all know. But it's good to have a reminder every once in a while. Okay, and I, do, I will end with this scripture here. I said I was in with the other one, but I want to do this one more. Hebrews 10, verse 38 and 39. Hebrews 10, verse 38 and 39. So if we're going to build up our faith. It says, now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. 
That means we walk by faith, we talk by faith. I mean, what is living? Walking, talking, eating, breathing. Everything that we are doing, we are doing it by faith. We are taking steps into realms and doing things that we didn't think we could do because we can't do them on their own, but we can do them by faith in Jesus Christ because he is empowering us to do these things. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Oh, look at this. What, what displeases God? Faith pleases God. We know that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And he is pleased. He's a rewarder of that. But look what happens. If we draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Next verse, 39. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Again, back to the saving power of Jesus Christ, the fundamental foundation of our faith. And that's why we can use that name in Jesus to cast out demons, to see the sick healed, to do all the things that God has commanded us to do. To parent, to live life. He's given us the ability to be able to do the things that he has placed in front of us by faith. Not by striving, not by our own works, but by faith and faith alone in him. So let's pray tonight. Our time's up. Heavenly Father, we just thank you We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that we can grow in faith. And Father, I just pray and ask for each and every one of us here tonight that we begin to take the steps to grow even deeper in our faith. Each of us have been given a measure of faith, Father, but we can grow and we can grow and we can grow. Continue to believe for bigger things. Continue to walk in the supernatural. And Father, we are just coming to you tonight fully submitted to you. More of you and less of us. Less of our own mind, of our own thoughts. And more of your thoughts and your mind, which is your word. So Father, just help each and every one of us to dig into your word more and more each day. To put scriptures on where maybe we haven't listened to scriptures before to turn certain things off. Maybe it's music that we're listening to. Not that it's bad, but may we just be encouraged to put the word of God surrounding us everywhere that we go, in the car, in our homes, because it brings life and it adds to our faith each and every day. We thank you for these things. We thank you that this is hump day, (laughs) which means we're at the top of the mountain. So thank you, Father, that we can even dance in the valleys as we were singing. We can shout from the top of the mountains. So we shout on a Wednesday night. We thank you. We worship you. We glorify you. We thank you for all that you do. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. You are dismissed, and I will see you on Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.